That's right, everybody. It's time for America's favorite sports show. It's that their sportscast with Jason Johnson and Jack Neal. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of That Their Sportscast. I'm your host, Jason Johnson, along with Jack Neal. Good morning. Yes, good morning indeed. Uh, so what's going on, Jack? I got to be honest, man. I'm not looking forward to this show. Me either. It is a lot of controversy this week. It's, dude, there's no sports. Yeah. It's literally just fucking, I mean, cancel culture has hit sports now and it's it's absolutely ridiculous with commentators and shit like that but we'll get into it um how about the nba though what's going on with that well (laughs) you'd think it was just a fun nba season uh suns are up on the uh, bucks 2-0 it's yeah i mean they're just on fire they're they're not no pun intended um um they're just I hate to call the shot so early. Again, no pun intended. It's just a punny episode, I guess. Uh, but they're just going to fucking run through Milwaukee. There was a yeah. video. Uh, there's a very funny clip of Kendrick Perkins that's just, man, 409. <laughs> I got love for Kendrick Perkins. Saw him play in yeah. high school. He was a, the high school star in Beaumont and went on to huge success. Now he's a commentator. But, I mean, yeah, you, you can't take the fucking – hood out this guy and not yeah. not in a bad way he's just the i mean hood by like he's not gonna hold back on opinion right uh he called milwaukee the dumbest team in nba finals <laughs> history <laughs> <laughs> and basically he had a point yeah he um there there was a locker room footage of uh the pregame speech that uh the coach of the milwaukee bucks and he he said, "Go out there, play loose, improv, you know, yada yada, play, you know, yeah. come up with it on the spot." It was around those lines, right. and then Kendrick Perkins does a great breakdown of, "Well, here's a shit pass. Here's a shot with 17 seconds on the clock left. Yeah. Here's is like that's what you get when you play when fucking you improv. loose, yeah. yeah. And it's just you can tell the Suns like they just are, they just are this team. It's almost just a destiny for their." They're so close. You had a you had their coach come um, a great scene of their or g- great clip of their coach coming out saying to uh, I forget who the guy is, but uh, he's one of their kind of leaders on the team. I guess he had a pretty low night last yeah. night, and he he was down on the bench and he got right up in his grill and was like, "You've set yourself to this high level. Yeah, now go out and do it." And you don't have to do it with stats. Just go be a force on the court. Like, no wonder the relax. Fucking, no wonder the fucking Suns are going to win. I mean, goddamn, they go out there with an actual strategy and a coach is teaching them how to play ball and do this, do that. And the fucking other teams out there, okay, here's a pool noodle and a basketball. Go out there and give us a show. That's, you know, absolutely, man. Yeah, and that's I, they're fucking, going to fucking win. Yeah. It's it's inevitable. It, it it just seems like it is. Um, and who knew? So now let's get into the fucking dumbest controversy. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's not. Maybe you'll have a different opinion on this. I don't know. Um, so last night, uh, Jeff Gan- Jeff Van Gundy. Um, do you know who Jeff Van Gundy is, or just by name? I mean, he's been I, I, around yeah, a, a name, long time. But yeah, uh, he. Uh, if you don't know about Jeff Van Gundy, he played for the Rockets, and his career ended, I believe, or like he became a different player when there was a scuffle on the court, yeah. and a guy. 
cheap shot at him and he slammed his head against the court while he oh, was playing. Shit. Yeah, and that kind of ended his career as a yeah. as a player. Apparently he was a really good ball player, but um yeah. Yeah. So now he's a he's been a coach, he's now a commentator. Um and uh he got into a controversy while apparently a flub, which by the way, I find all this, you know, shit hilarious because of the fact that I can't find the video clip anywhere. I yeah. tried finding the video clip so we could play it online yeah. or on the show. Nothing. It's not. A, I, I'm like, I don't know if y'all fucking, I don't know if that's real or not. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Okay. It's, it's apparently while the game was going on, he said, uh, he said this. He's got an edge to him. He looks like a choir boy, but he plays like a hoodlum. Okay. Well, it's not okay. That's the that's the controversy. Is he called Devin Booker a hoodlum? I it's like, come on, what are we doing? Are we here? just looking for shit now? I guess is that. Are we just fucking looking? I mean, you know, Jesus Christ, he's yeah. We're fucking ignorant. I'm I'm done with this shit. Here. I'm so I'm I am so fucking done with. This whole cancel culture thing—it's—it—it it started out as a great thing because we were getting rid of of like you know people like Harvey Weinstein and and uh, and uh, uh, Kevin Spacey, you know these actual predators and shit. And now it's like okay, we got everybody, so let's just look for shit that we could possibly throw out. I—I I don't. Here, here are some tweets that were going around that that started all this. Uh, Van Gundy just called D book light skinned. He looks, uh, he looks like a choir boy. That was certainly code. That's Ryan Clark 25 on uh, Twitter. Uh, Justin NXT says, uh, Jeff Van Gundy saying Booker looks like a choir boy, but plays like a hoodlum in 2021 and an ESPN NBA broadcast team already trying to pull itself through a racism. I guess he had more to say, but he couldn't fucking get it in 140 yeah. characters. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy needs to take it down several notches. Tanya Ray of Fox. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Rachel Nichols doing no favors for ESPN's images of uh, diversity this week. Devin Booker plays like a choir boy, but plays like a hoodlum. What does that even mean, Jeff Van Gundy? It's, I got it. It's Are you too stupid to realize what the obvious. fuck he meant? Yeah. You know? He, he's saying that he, he looks like he's this... Uh, you know, let's look at the nuance of this. He he looks like he's someone who's in church every Sunday, but when he gets on the court, he plays with some ferocity. You know, it's 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 it, it, it. Let's not read into this dipshits. Let's fucking just let people be people. And are we? I mean, are we at a point now? We're just both gonna yeah be preaching on this shit. But are we really like? I'm trying to choose my words carefully. The NBA is always a weird one to kind of talk about because I've said yeah. some pretty – even in the moment I've been like, oh, that didn't sound great what I just said. Yeah. But I'll be pretty pretty honest here. Are we really going to deny the fact that the NBA is made up of stars that came from low poverty areas yeah. from – High the, poverty areas, but yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But – or low income yeah. families that – came from the fucking hood yeah. i mean let's be honest here like yeah. let's stop let's knock all this fucking bullshit off yeah like 
it the the NBA right now is made up of Europeans and people from the hood. And that's yeah. not to say the people saying people from the hood people may interpret that that I'm talking shit, but it's a fucking fact. LeBron James literally lived in the projects. One of the yeah. greatest NBA players uh, uh, possibly of all time depending yeah. on, you know, what era you grew up in. Fucking look at him. Michael Jordan not necessarily from the hood, but from what did not seem a high income level yeah. of where he came from. Kendrick Perkins, I just said, came from fucking Beaumont. I'm from Beaumont. I know what Beaumont looks like. You know what Beaumont looks yep. like when you went to visit. Literally, his story is his father was one of the t most talked about players that went to Lamar University when Lamar was an actual great team. I think he led him yeah. to the Sweet 16. Kendrick Perkins never really knew his father that lived three streets away in Port Arthur, Texas, which a lot of it is fucking low-income hood area. It's not to say Devin Booker yeah. is a piece of shit hoodlum. Yeah. He plays like he grew up around uh, – maybe he is from the hood. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he is from low income. I don't know much about Devin Booker. Yeah. But you cannot sit here and the, – the reason basketball to me is one of the more – I guess it would be cooler stories that come out of that because all you you see clips of it all the time. All you need is a basketball and a hoop. Yeah. And you can go on to be one of the greatest yep. talked about athletes of all time. Like what the fuck are we doing well, because it was a white guy. Again, now it, this is not racial uh what I don't I don't think what Jeff Van Gundy said was racial, but Let's look at the two comparisons we just had. Jeff Van Gundy says he's a hoodlum. Now, look, that's, by the way, that's not the wisest words. And he didn't especially even really say he was a hoodlum. said he plays like a hoodlum, which all that means is, is, is um, he plays like somebody that might, you know, get in there and throw a few bows with you and stuff. You know, that's all it means. He, he was not meaning anything racial by it at all. In fact, the term hoodlum started – whenever um it was italian gangs and and so it, hoodlum is just jesus christ it, it's just somebody who is willing to play a little dirty willing to get in there and mix it up with you uh when you apply it to sports now when you apply it to the outside world yes you have a hoodlum yeah usually you're talking about a little criminal who does a little you know side hustles and stuff you know who gives a shit, though? I mean, it's it, it, nuance, people. Look at nuance of what he was saying, for Christ's sakes. And um, if you want to get to this weird, like, oh, that's a fucking shitty thing to say. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to start comparing. Look, I think what, what Kendrick Perkins said was absolutely one of the funniest things. Yeah. To, to call a team the dumbest team in yeah. NBA Finals history is, yeah. for one, such a huge jump and clearly trying to get some name or, or yeah. some attention to your name because he's just getting into commentating. But you want to compare the two. Both are fucking equally as, if you want to go offensive, yeah. both are equally fucking offensive. Yeah. If you want to dive in and dissect that, it's like, well, why, why are they dumb? Yeah. 
you want to start looking at players on the team and being like, well, this person came from here. Is that because he's yeah. dumb because he came from here? It's like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And it's let's gotten ridiculous. It's gotten to the point where I can't take it anymore. I'll be honest with you. And I want to know. I seriously want to know because there's a huge problem with this in the town where we live where there yes. is not a heavy black population. It's mainly white kids. And they're... I'm just wondering, and in, in putting it out there, how many black people are tired of having white people tell them what they need to be offended by? Yeah. Absolutely. My God. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ, it's, it, I would almost, if I, was a, if I was a black man, I would almost be offended by how much white people tell me I need to be offended by something. To the point that, oh, you must think I'm so stupid I can't tell what should be offensive to me. I don't know what nuance is. So I have to fucking listen to the white people tell me what's offensive. Yeah. You know, I, 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 it's just getting fucking old. And by the way, a lot of those people that I, the, those Twitter people I read, a lot of white faces in there. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. It's it because a lot of it, probably I would say a good 90% of it is virtue signaling. Yes. It's, it's, oh, look at me. I'm a white person and I said something. Look at me. Look at me. Um, it, no, shut the fuck up. Move the fuck on. Everyone's getting a little tired of you. It's fucking, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. And since we're on the subject, one of the bigger, bigger stories, I think we missed it last week in true fashion of uh, this show. But um, Rachel Nichols, uh, who has been around, she's been all over ESPN. Yeah. Um, she, well, She's been around. She covers NBA. She's a huge, like, yeah. I guess, figure in the NBA when it comes to covering it. Um, last year, during the NBA Finals, it was, yeah. I guess, told to her, or maybe the news broke to her, yeah. that she would not be covering the Finals for 2020. They were going to give it to a woman named Maria Taylor. Yeah. Rachel Nichols is white. Maria Taylor is black. Why do I point that out? Because it has to be pointed out for the controversy she got herself into. Yeah. Fucking. So she was caught saying, and now what I didn't realize, when I when I first heard about the story, there was a quote that came out, which was this. I wish Maria, Maria, bleh, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. Nichols said in July of tw- uh, 2020. If you need to give her more things to do if you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record of diversity which by the way i know personally from the female side of it like go for it just find it somewhere else you're not going to find it from me or take my thing away yeah now this blew up uh, yeah. into she's a racist all this other shit yeah man like it it can't all be, it can't. It's exactly kind of yeah. what you said. It's like can't. Why? Why does everything have to jump to race at this point? It to yeah. me, it is more racist to be like a sport that again has a ton of fucking black people. It's like, hey, okay, you know what? Here we go. Here's the solution. Take every white person off commentating. Take every white person off talking about fucking basketball because. Clearly, white people have to tiptoe this fucking line yeah. where 
you go look at Charles Barkley, you go look at Shaq, they say some fucking wild shit. They say wild, wild shit. And it's funny. It's yeah. fucking hilarious and when I, yeah, they say I, it. I love it. I I think it's great. This story bugs me the most because it's literally a lady complaining about someone who's about to take her job. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. It's literally everyone fucking does that. They, it's like she said, ESPN has a shitty record with diversity. So they chose to take her off there, not because she was doing a bad job or anything, but because they said, oh, we need to have a black woman in there. Yeah. And so, yes, she's absolutely right. She's going to lose her job, basically, because ESPN's trying to correct their record of diversity. Now, um, you pointed out to me on an, uh, another conversation we had about this. It, it, say, hey, uh, last I remember, there were all male commentators on this. Uh, let's think about how you got your job, Rachel. Well, that is the iron. He, yeah. She is getting the shit into the stick right now. Uh, she, you know... So it's it's just coming down the pipe but, of just well, that in stuff, end, and that's okay. It, it's <laughs> it's fine, but the way this all came out is not okay. Well, in the end, what this boils down to is this tribalism thing. Look at it. Yeah. All these little tribes are eating themselves alive. Here's a diversity hire in her mm-hmm. because they didn't have enough female commentators. Well, now that diversity hire is getting eaten up by another tribe because now they need to have a racially and gender diverse female in there. Yeah. And so it's it, it, as long as we keep dividing up into these little tribes, this is what's going to happen. They're all going to eat themselves alive. Right. And and it, it, we call it being woke, but the fact of the matter is 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 it's divide and conquer. Um. Case in point, on a broader scale mm-hmm. of things, um, we're worried about uh, what Van Gundy said on the on the court here. Um, listen, folks, we still have systemic racism in our police forces, our banking systems, our prison system, and there has been not one bit of legislature come through to change any of that. Yeah. Absolutely. And instead, we're uh, it's like, okay, for instance, Juneteenth, whenever they came out, it's a national holiday. First off, should have been a national holiday fucking years ago. Yeah. Second off, um, saying, okay, cool, we got Juneteenth as a holiday. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like me driving in my car into a um, uh, mechanic and the engine's on fire. And he throws me a bottle of touch-up paint and says, see what you can do with that. Yeah. We're not doing anything to fix the fucking problem. We're just sitting here and we're spinning our wheels on these little small news items. And, and, we're, letting, and, we're, and, and we're letting them do it. We're not going to change anything. Yeah. We'll just get them pissed off about what some commentator on the news said right it's it, it's horse shit it, it kills me she fucked up in the way of she apologized for the shit yeah and i say that because it's something we've seen in comedy um before of yeah. the the apology is never 
then then there's something wrong with the apology. Yeah, it's and never you just accepted. Get, you just get bullied yeah. into this. You know, you got to yep. you got to be a, a different way. That's all um, the shit eating. Like I said, it's all eating itself alive. It's 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 this group's going to go after that group because, uh, you know, it, it's just <clears throat> never going to end because. Um, we're allowing it to happen, and by doing that, we're not focusing on the real issues. What's also crazy too is she. And now I heard this on another show. I don't know. I, I don't know how factual it is because I feel like this would have came out uh, a little bit more. But I'm gonna go with w- with it. So in that article, it says she said this in July of 2020. No, she said this in the bubble in 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're twenty twenty one. Okay, yeah. apologies. So yeah, they were right about that. Okay, good for you, New York Times. You you know what you're. T- <laughs> okay, but the way they, the way they got this recording. So apparently they gave cameras to all these commentators to put in their rooms, so they could do the Zoom, I guess, of commentating. You know, for yeah. the for the get up and all those shows, with the clause that they could tap into those cameras at any point, twenty four hours a day. Yeah. And that's how it came out. Yeah. So ESPN dropped in to what was a 20-minute conversation, Yeah. pulled this four minutes of audio, and then released it. Yeah. And like the the show I was listening to said, I don't know how the fuck she's not suing the shit out of them for yeah. privacy issues. But I guess because, you know, I'm sure well, that she signed a contract and in the small print it said that shit. Well, this is... It's wild, dude. This, this just happened to somebody... In comedy, a major player, the Tony Hinchcliffe thing. Yeah. Not only did they not pull out the entire 20-minute conversation and put everything into context, um, like with Tony Hinchcliffe, where he comes out uh, playing off of jokes that the previous comic had just made and fucking working with that. Um, No, it's just a snippet. Yeah. So that it sounds as controversial as we need it to be so that we can get some ratings going. Yeah. Or we can get some Twitter followers or whatever out of it because that's that's what we do now. We don't it's it's gotcha. Yeah. You know, I can I can take this and edit it to seem like whatever we want. Who knows what else was said in that other 20 minutes? Yeah. It could have been a fucking it could have been her going on a diatribe about how, you know, what I just said. She, you know, goddamn, you know, let's fix the real problems instead of the fucking, let's throw in cosmetics on it, you know? Well, and it's wild, too, because she literally says, look, this has nothing to do with this lady. Yeah. This has nothing to do with her. And then she basically told ESPN, fuck you. Yeah. Like, everyone clearly sees what you're doing. Well, I see what you're doing. And fuck you! Like you're you're about to take my job. And again, it really does boil down to you come up to, you come up and hang out with me at my job every fucking day. Yeah. You hear the shit I talk on my employees. That's all this is is literally someone having a problem with the company they work for yeah. and expressing it in a private conversation. Right. It's absolute, and it's it's you're hearing the buzzword. She she drops diversity. There's a black woman involved. Boom. It's yeah. racist. Well, like, and I'll on, be honest man. with you right now. What I think this is now that I know exactly how this came out. I think it boiled down to, okay, we've hired this other woman. We're going to have her do uh, the NBA commentary. What do we do with Rachel? Well, can we figure out a way just to get rid of her? Possibly. We don't need, we don't need her, both of them now. Well, maybe we can just figure out a way. And then she handed it to him. Yeah. 
because now knowing that this was ESPN's cameras dropping in on that conversation, um, why would you – there is no other reason to release those four minutes other than causing a controversy. From a year ago, too, yeah. dude. Right as the right as the finals are coming yeah. out. Instead of instead, because to me, I would have went to him and been like, "Hey, listen, watch what you say. We got these cameras on all the time, and you know, we know you didn't mean this, but it could definitely be interpreted as this, especially if it wasn't our cameras that caught you. But instead, they release it." It's a good way to create a controversy, and now they can step in and be like, well, you know, we were going to find something else for you to do, but now we've just got to let you go. Yeah. You know, it, honest to God, I think that's what, exactly what they did. I think they took four minutes out of that. They got it together, released it, because why would you release that on your own fucking employee? Right. That's something that TMZ catches on their cameras and throws out there. You That's know, not something that you do to your own person. You know, it's very similar or parallel in this way of uh, who was the lady that came from, uh, was it Fox News? She got a daytime talk show on ABC. Oh, yeah, Megan Kelly. Yeah. And dude, they didn't you could tell it yeah. wasn't working. They yeah. didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. And the thing they got her on that yeah. got her fired was a simple question, a very dumb fucking obvious question. Yeah. Why can't why can't people wear blackface? Right. Now, that did not fit on the format of that show. Yeah. It's actually a very interesting dialogue to have. Yeah. It it but it doesn't fit on daytime TV. Right. It doesn't fit with any of that shit. And, when and you, it's very very yeah. simple answer. In uh, all the world, uh, it's ever, terrifying. It's, yeah. It makes black people look well, really bad. World, you know, all the that. world ever um, uh, ever heard was that she asked that question. What they did not understand was that. Um, she wasn't talking about let's go put on, uh, let's go put on shoe polish all over her face and paint on the big lips and all that of the old minstrel right. blackface. She was not talking about that. She was talking about these stars that were going out and getting busted for things they did in the past. Uh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel when he did right. um, uh, what was it? Carl Malone? Yes. Um, where you know a makeup artist came in and did all, it, it, now. I agree with the general public. No, they shouldn't be able to do that. You know, that there are plenty of black actors out there that could have come in and played Carl Malone in that segment. Well, and the reason but, to me, just yeah. a quick sidebar, the reason yeah. to me is the, the reason those guys get hit so hard is because yeah. they bowed down to this right. leftist bullshit and yeah. Trump's a horrible human being, yada, yada, and then they have a picture of blackface. And then it's yeah. like, buddy, like, I know you're a comedian, right. but don't. Don't be a hypocrite. But you have room to grow. By the way, this is that's yeah. uh, you know you do. Uh, hey, but I did blackface. You have you have yeah. room to grow. But it's uh, but sorry, she was, didn't she mean was, to sidebar on that. But, but she was saying, as an actor, you know, why can't these guys? If if again, you know, another one was uh, 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 what's his name? God damn it, Jimmy Fallon playing yeah, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock yeah. on Saturday Night Live. Um. A, Lauren Michaels approved that sketch. B, there were makeup artists that made him up. 
C, there were writers on that sketch and a ton of other cast members that sat there and said, oh, yeah, this is funny as fuck, man. Fallon, you do a great Chris Rock. And nobody said anything to those people. They just went after Jimmy Fallon. Pretty pretty wild how Lauren yeah. Michaels and the head writers, through all those controversies, yeah. usually skate by pretty oh, they, easily. Yeah. Just clean, man. Never get nothing. a fucking nothing. Yeah. Well, when your show is the one, and, and let's boil this down to what it really boils down to. Um, when your show, the advertising on that show pays for the entire budget of the rest of your programming. Yeah. Yeah. You tend to get away with some stuff because money fucking talks and bullshit fucking walks. Yeah. Um, he, you know, uh, but getting back to Megan Kelly, she was just saying, well, okay, there were all these people around and, and this happened, you know, and yeah, at the time, maybe it was acceptable. Maybe it wasn't. Why can't actors, you know, go that. now the way she put it was dumb as fuck, but you are right. That show was not working out. People did not like it. They did not like her and they found the first fucking reason they could to drop her ass. Yeah. They and I like, believe, yeah. and I believe she sued the fuck out of them. And I, believe I know she sued the fuck out of Fox. Um, someone she sued yeah. someone and i believe one like she now got she, some money i'm I, I do believe she was the one one of the ones that sued fox because of the whole roger ailes thing him being a, a predator and oh, she okay. won a fuck ton of money out of that I, th I think there's there were quite a few women that actually won a fuck ton of money out of fox on that one to wrap this whole kind of yeah. to round this out because i don't want to talk about there's there's some yeah. great ufc stuff to talk about with with Connor and Dustin and all that. So yeah. to wrap this up and, and we do try to be funny on this and we yeah. haven't really been, yeah. uh, again, I think the solution is to just, man, fuck it. Take every white person off the NBA shit. Yeah. Just do it. Just go ahead. It seems like that's, I hate to, I hate to sound like this or I hate yeah. to make a very blunt statement. Seems like that's what the public wants. Seems yeah. like that's what the Twitter audience wants. Go ahead. And yep. it's not, hey, man, they're fucking, you know, all the all the commentators are always great because they're ex-basketball players that go on. You you think Jeff Van Gundy would get away with it, but it, clearly not anymore. So put on every single former black athlete, every, you know, uh, women, uh, uh, black women to, to talk about it. Do, do all that. That's yeah. the solution to me. Just go, it, and it's fine. And then go ahead. in 20 years... They're going to do a diversity hire. Dirk Nowitzki is going to come in, and it's nice to have your perspective on all this, Dirk. Because <laughs> I, mean, I was about to say, I got to watch what I say. But, yeah, that, that hey, it, it'll it come around and yeah. watch when all foreign Italian, Slovenian, all yeah. that – we got fucking subtitles on our goddamn NBA thing because right. we can't understand what the fuck they're saying. But you are right. That I mean, hey, re remember this time you went after people for small words because this shit can't keep going. I mean, yeah. it the the pendulum will swing the other way, and I don't mean into yeah. this conservative liberal thing. No, I mean what you are wanting and 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 fighting for right now, and and trying to exclude people. There will be a time that will swing the other way, and yeah. you will be forced out. Yep. 
Like it, well, it'll it's, happen. It's the tribalism, man. It's the tribalism that, that there will be a new tribe come along that's going to eat you alive. It's it, the shit's got to stop. Yeah. It, or or it, it's. I was telling you, I've 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 got the whole thing that I want to do about talking about how in the seventies we were. You know, we were all kind of starting to come together. We had all these TV shows that were showing diversity and uh, showing in a in a funny way sometimes, in a dramatic way sometimes. That yeah, we are. We have a long road to go, but we're coming together. Right. And then boom, the '80s hit. The moral majority, fucking Reagan era shit, and they destroyed all of that because holy fuck, we can't have the people coming together. Right. Because then they can stand up to us. And they divided and conquered. And it is what is going to happen again if we keep fucking going. I was about to say, I'm not going to burn your material. In fact, come out to see Jason yeah. be able to do this joke. But you have a great joke about the regression in which we're going to call people at a certain oh, point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah. You know, come out to come out to see us, folks. Jason talks about that stuff. I... I talk about uh my kids and wife <laughs> so yeah. i don't i don't i'm too scared to talk about that shit on stage i get yeah. too fired up but yeah it's um it's i just want football to come back because clearly this shit doesn't happen when football's yeah. not around i mean it's fucking crazy i was i was literally this is how i do the research of uh in the morning scrolling through shit yeah. to find and all i could find is literally this person said this this person said that right. yada yada um there is a great there. There's a great. Uh, let's lighten the mood here a little bit. Let's yeah. move on for sure. But uh, there is a there is a very funny clip of um, uh, just Irish and Scottish people are fucking too much, man. Yeah. Uh, so this is a golf story, by the way. <laughs> Rory McIlroy. Um, he's like a he's a pretty hot uh, a golfer yeah, and very. Uh, yeah. Very hot and, and very sexy, I'd like oh, yeah. say. Uh, so he was... Oh, don't tell me I didn't save the fucking clip. God damn it, I didn't save the clip, so I can't show you. Dude, they're about to tee off. They're literally, The caddy is putting on his his little green thing. There are three of them sitting there talking, whatever. looks like they're yeah. trying to wake up or whatever. A guy walks up, grabs a club out of his fucking bag and just goes up and takes a couple practice swings and they don't know what to they're looking around like are we even pumped like <laughs> what the, the fuck, fuck is, is going yeah, yeah and they ejected the fan but it's like over in ireland or scotland yeah. right now they're playing i'm like these dudes must get fucking because golf oh yeah they rip dude dog yeah and fucking uh my buddy hugh huge fucking golfer loves golf i i can't fucking I, I think in person it may be fun to go to one of those masters events or something yeah. like that he's been he said it's it's so much fun because you you get there you fucking get eight bud lights in you at seven in the morning you're smoking cigars by nine o'clock and everyone is just fucking partying yeah and it sounds like in ireland they were getting after it yeah. i if i can find the clip for one i will post it onto our our facebook page which I don't know how every day we're getting a fucking new follower. I don't know who you people are. If you don't want to reach out to us, that's yeah. fine because we do terrible social media shit. Yeah. If I can, I'll post the clip. But thank y'all for fucking listening yeah. or sharing. However, this is getting out. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's one of the funniest clips of just their heads moving around. Like, 
am I am I still asleep? Like, what the fuck is going on? It, and it's <laughs> it's like if you do it to, I mean, Roy McIlroy right now is like on the level of of fame in golf as like a Tiger Woods or hey, something. It's crazy. Boy. <laughs> I don't think it's close swing, and uh, you might want to go get a chest out before you go to your match. Yeah. What's great, too, dude. Yeah, I can't do accent. I was trying to improv with it. I can't. Dude, he fucking, the guy walks up to grab the driver, yeah. slips on getting the driver, and reaches back for another club, and they're just looking at him like, oh, what's up, bro? And then, like, he, as yeah. he walks up and hits him, like, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> oh, by the way, can I get an autograph? That'd be nice. But I'm just shaking out your clubs for you. I don't want to make sure. You can, good. You, you can get it on your way out. Yeah. That's exactly where you're going, yeah. buddy. Yeah, he got ejected at like yeah. 7 in the morning for this prestigious yeah. golf event. So, so fucking funny, dude. I was like, that's a... I wonder where they were. They were probably in Scotland. I bet you money they were on the fucking... I don't know. It was I saw it on Instagram, but I can't remember. I always get fucking barstool and I get uh sports center confused as to which clip is going on. Right. Which by the way, let's talk about Barstool for a second. So I I talked about how last last week when the NCAA released their shit, like, hey, people uh athletes are gonna make money off sponsors, yada yada yada. Yeah. And Dave Portnoy signed this fucking gorgeous fucking girl from uh I forget where she's from. I think she's a volleyball player. Dude, they're up to mm, 9,000 people now. I mean, just these kids. Yeah. I mean, everyone's hitting them up. The funniest thing is, and it's kind of come out, like I think an athlete came out and said it too. They don't know what to do. They're running on the fly with this shit. Yeah. They're quote-unquote sponsoring these kids. They don't know what to fucking do. Now, I his whole goal, apparent, Portnoy's whole goal apparently – is to hopefully one or two of these kids will be stars. Right, yeah. And we will be the talent them. agency that yeah. was first there for him and everything. But literally in his speech, and then a girl, I believe, came out and said it of like, yeah, they're literally like, we'll give you free merch. We'll give you free pizza. Yeah. That's all they're doing for these guys. It's yeah. like, well, I don't. I, well, that's where it starts. But then when they do become the stand up, that's the standout athlete in college. That's when Nike shows up and says, hey, we want to do a shoe line. And then that's where they're going to make their money is oh, sportswear, shit like that. Well, and I think also what's going on is all these kids, the, the majority of them, because I'll, I'll look at the athletes because. Yeah. Man, there's some sexy fucking women playing sports these days <laughs> in college. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but it, it's it's a new world, Jason. It's a world that I can't figure out. I, I know you don't because, again, we've seen the Facebook way, or way we handle yeah. things on Facebook. Literally non-existent. They're literally just trying to get these kids that are influencers yeah. or trying to be influencers into that world. And it's perfect for the bar stool world because that's all that yeah. whole crew is. They try to make stars out of literally well, yeah. comedic writers about sports. I and mean, the ones that's all it is. Up, and like I say, that's, you know, the ones that end up being stars, that's the ones where they'll be like, I think, I think you're right. I think it's the shotgun approach. You just throw it out there, cast a wide net, yeah. pull them in. And then Whenever one or two of them ends up being, oh shit, they're really good at this. Yeah. Then you keep those, and the rest you kind of just slowly. 
And they'll figure out a way. I mean, some of these, I think it's a good way for like, okay, they got a ton of volleyball players. They got a ton of, uh, well, no, that's not going to apply. Let's just go with volleyball. They got a ton of volleyball players. Right. There ain't no fucking pro volleyball league. So what they'll do, I think, after college is, hey, you got your degree or whatever. But also, if you don't want to get your degree, we'll sign you on, you know, base base salary here at Barstool. See what you can do for us. If you can't, we'll, we'll, you know, kick rocks. And that can benefit because I know we we have not spoken about this. You know the podcast Caller Daddy they had? Did you ever hear about that? No. This show was fucking huge. There's a huge controversy of the two girls – they they long long story boring they signed up for three years after a year they were like we're making fucking money and not making money if you know what i mean like y'all are all making the money yada yada portnoy them they got into this uh online war fucking calling each other out all this shit yeah the one girl came back the other girl went another way this girl alex is I, i believe her name she stayed with the company on the thing of when i leave i get my intellectual property yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it's been talked about for a year. He's like, oh, we would love for her to stick around, but that she's going to be a movie star. She's going to be something. Yeah. Signed with Spotify for $60 million. Yeah. They know what they're doing over there. Yeah. But it is funny to watch the beginnings of this company that always seems to have the answers and always like is on the fly doing shit where you're like, this ain't right. going to work. And then it's it's news. And then all all of a sudden they're like, you guys want some pizza? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they yeah. just don't know yet. It's very funny to me. Um, anyway, I, I thought I'd throw that in since, again, it was it was great because I was like, yeah, they signed one girl. And it was right after we got done with the podcast, went home, Instagram. They're like, we've signed 25 athletes in 10 minutes. Yeah. Like He basically said, if you're a D1 athlete, hit us up. We'll, we'll put you on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see maybe in like a year or two what comes out of that for, for sure. sure. Okay, so uh, big. Th- By the way, I ain't got nothing for NFL. It literally ain't a fucking goddamn thing going on in the yeah. NFL. Some players are wanting to be traded and signed. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Fucking Trevor Lawrence uh, finally signed his rookie deal, thirty-six point something million. I don't know how many years. Yeah. All right. Probably all, two. All you NFL guys, you can or guys and girls, you can fucking. Not off, take a nap, and fucking yeah. end the episode if that's what you come here for. Because there was nothing. The big one. It'll be spiking up here soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the big one. The big fucking thing going on right now in sports. Fucking Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, the trilogy. They're back. And uh, Jesus Christ, man. Conor McGregor cannot be more transparent on how he does his fucking business. It's fucking yeah. so... It's just goddamn humiliating, in my opinion. Yeah. So, the second fight uh, when they fought. So, the first fight when they fought, Dustin Poirier was a little, it seemed like he was a little greener. Yeah. And Connor was just on a tear. I mean, he's, uh, from everything I'm about to say, by the way, takes away nothing from his fighting ability. He's only won one fight in five years, to be fair. But that motherfucker can fight, and, and he's and, and that's not to uh, he's a bad motherfucker, and he's been, you know, how's he only won one fight in five years, and he's a bad motherfucker. Well, let me tell you something. He's 
fought nothing but the top-ranked guy. He's never right. going and fighting the number 15th-ranked guy. Right. He's fighting the top guys that are gunning for him. I mean, for sure. So it's not as – again, I can say as much shit as I want. I would never, ever, ever think that he can't win on any given day. I mean, he's he's yeah. a beast. He, he, he truly is. Um, I think he does suffer from the um, – Who's the fucking? It's that the famous boxer has the famous quote about, um, uh, you know, it's hard to hard to wake up and fucking train when you're sleeping in silk sheets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he suffers from that a lot. Um, God damn it! I fucking didn't save the clip. I can't find what I'm looking for. <laughs> Fuck. Because so what's going? As soon as you fucking find, as soon as you find these clips. Send them to me, and I'll I'll throw them in a file. Well, so I, I typically save them in this fucking Instagram thing, but now uh, oh, it's all just yeah. gone. Let's see. Here, vamp for a second. I don't know. Fucking, uh, 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 how do you feel about Conor McGregor? <laughs> I think Conor McGregor is a great uh, is yes a great fighter, but I think he's an even better marketer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think after uh, four losses and one win. Most fighters would be done, but because of how he markets himself, he's been able to keep that going. Uh, um, But I will say this much, and I want to ask your opinion on this. If he loses this next fight, is that it for Connor? Is the train over? Are they going to finally say, okay, yeah, he's done. He's not winning anymore. I don't think so. I think yeah. he makes. I think he makes way too much money for the company. Yeah. I mean, he he's quoted as having the, and uh, what a lot of people around the uh, the world kind of quote of like he called it the red panty night. Uh, yeah. When you fight me, your wife breaks out the red panties. Like you're you're yeah. you're a millionaire now. Yeah. And it does show. I mean, Dustin Poirier. Like if you go look at any of the UFC embeddeds that they're doing, a lot of these fighters staying in these like. Hotels. They're good hotels. They're fucking Vegas hotels. They're nice. Yeah. This dude is staying in like a multi-million dollar mansion yeah. outside of Vegas, and it's fucking nine hundred rooms. It's all the weirdest art and art. <laughs> yeah. Not art pieces, but art furniture that's become yeah. kind of a new thing. I swear to fucking god, I can't find the shit. And it was the. It was going to be the only goddamn comedy in this whole show for me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so basically, now Connor. So they were very polite to each other, very cordial. Right. Um, Connor. Uh, there was a a great clip. It was it was nice to see Connor be a human. That's what I think the appeal was at the second fight. Yeah. Okay. That's what that's what I liked about it the most. Um, there's a great clip of afterwards, Dustin. Poirier's wife going into the dressing Connor's dressing room and thanking him for a large donation he gave to Dustin Poirier, um, and him saying like, "Yeah, you, you know, you're you're welcome, and your boy did well. Like he fucking yeah. fought a good fight." Uh, it, it was a really cool clip that went around. You know, he donated. There was that little dust up of, and, and it was clear they were trying to yeah. build the fight up. Um, they were trying to build the fight, so there was that dust-up of, well, he actually didn't send this donation that he said he was going to. Right. And then a week later, he sent the donation and all this shit. Um, so, now, though, Connor's back. And it's, in my opinion, so transparent and so humiliating. It's like, um, I've never, 
I've never seen the movie, but the who is it? The I guess it's Jack Lemon and Glengarry Glenn Ross. He's like yeah. this schlubby yeah. salesman who used to be the shit, and now right. he's trying to get back. And everything he's doing is so fucking clearly obvious as to what he's doing. Right. That's what it is with Connor right now. Just in a really great suit. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. So Dustin, that at the at the uh, press conference yesterday, Dustin uh, has a line of hot sauce that Connor fucking helped him promote at the last fight. Yeah, he has his line of hot sauce, you know, sitting on the thing. He's trying to do. He's trying to do what Connor did. Connor had this fucking whiskey that he was bringing right. around. Ended up selling this shit for multi millions of dollars to a distributor. Bang, boom. He doesn't have to fucking worry about that shit anymore. Right. You know, like, being that spokesman. He comes out, he grabs the hot sauce, he throws it into the crowd. And then yeah. he gets in Dustin's face, and you can see Dustin Poirier's... Look, Dustin Poirier is from Lafayette, Louisiana. There is something to that southern hospitality. There's yeah. something to... He comes from a really rough upbringing. Well, there's also uh, something he, to southern a, Louisiana will people will kill you. Yeah, and throw you in a fucking bayou somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would venture to say that Dustin Poirier uh, may have been a hoodlum at one point. Yeah, <laughs> amazing how it can swing both fucking ways. Yeah. Um, but you can genuinely see in his face, like, in fact, let me. I I know I can pull that clip up real quick, but you can genuinely see in his face of like, what are you doing, dude? Mm. Like, why are you doing this now? Why are you being a dick to me? Like, I don't. And it's kind of. Right. I mean. I feel kind of torn between it because it is kind of like, okay, well, you know what the game is, but you can also tell, yeah. like, oh, come on, don't get so in your feelings about this. Yeah, for years, I mean, that's how you promote a fight. You have the press conference, they come out, and they get controversial with each other. They talk shit about each other. They do things like that. Yeah, I don't know why Poirier kind of, eh, who knows. Maybe he's doing estrogen therapy to overproduce testosterone. Nah, I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to wait for the clip to come back because that's the problem with Instagram. Yeah, just watch that clip for a second while I, I'll vamp on it. But yeah. you can just see in his face, of he's definitely not backing down, but it's a very much like, and Dana even in that clip is kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you, why are you being a dick now? You, you. But here's, here's what I don't get. That's Conor McGregor. Yeah. This is what he's known for. Being a dick. To watch, I think the surprise is to watch the way he was in the second fight and being a genuine human being. Right. And to come and, and now to watch him do that is like, yo, man, you don't you're Conor McGregor. You don't need to do it to sell this fight that way. Maybe this but maybe he, that's what this one is about is hey, I was nice last time. This time I'm coming out with a vengeance. You know, I guess, it, yeah, you know, Be, and it's very it's marketing for Connor. It's you know? very funny you say that yeah. because um, I fuck. I wish I could pull the clip. Uh, a fan asked. He said, "Yo, man, like you were so nice to him in the second fight. Now you're acting weird. Why are you doing that?" And before Connor can answer, like split second, great fucking comedic timing, mm. Dustin picks up the mic and goes, "Cause he got knocked the fuck out last time. That's yeah, why. Exactly. That's why he's being a dick." Yeah. And then he he had a great fucking line of uh, 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 Connor Connor sleep, not Connor no or Connor sleep, not Connor no fast or something. Yeah. That I mean, dude, 
it was a fucking Def Jam set. Like everyone, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts how loud yeah. this crowd roared. You saw Dana fucking smirk and laugh, and then there's the fucking the yeah. thing at uh, the 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 face off. They got to be yeah. separated because Connor attempts to throw a kick in the end. That's one of the weakest fucking kicks. It's, yeah, I mean, it, well, that's and that's just that's just your standard. You know, press conference face off thing that they do, and I think Connor does that very well. Yeah, look and at it, uh, yeah, I saw it. The yeah. weak ass fucking kick. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it wasn't even. He didn't even. He didn't even follow through with it. He just basically kicked his shin forward and stopped. Yeah, he just you know, it was it. it yeah, that's all fight promotion shit. People got to understand that's the way it's done. You know. Well, so what? So what? Um, you want to really saw it, see some good fight promotion? Go back and watch the old Ali fight promotions. Oh yeah, dude, he was a beast. Ali was amazing. He would come out with him poems and just fucking rip you a new asshole, dude. Have you seen the documentary? Is it Thrilla in Manila? Probably where they talk yeah. about the fight. I forget who he fought. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. This who. guy, though, he's a famous boxer. Was that Joe Frazier or Foreman? Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe it was but, Joe yeah. Frazier. Yeah. He lost. He lost yeah. in Manila, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, but but he put it on Ali. They went the yeah. distance. Like, that. The, uh, the the story, the documentary, if you're into fighting, is fucking amazing. It's mm. it's one of my favorites. Um, He tells, uh, uh so I, let's say it's Joe Frazier. Um. There's a beautiful moment. They talk about how Ali just, yeah, it was Frazier. I mean, Ali just terrorized Frazier. Like, he would roll around outside of his hotel with, uh, I think they said he had an assault rifle at one point, or he had a crew of guys with him in a caravan, and it was just to get under his skin. Everything was just to piss him off. Talking about the... Um, Going on what you're saying about how Ali was just amazing yeah. at uh, shit-talking. And you see it. He's beautifully carving this motherfucker up in these press conferences. And there is a, such a great moment at the end of this documentary where Joe Frazier says, I may have lost that fight, but look at that motherfucker right now. I did that to that motherfucker. And as he's saying that, it's slowly panning in on Ali. Yeah as an old man and him shaken from the whatever he had what was it ms or some shit uh uh what did he parkinson's dude yeah. he basically is like i i made that motherfucker mentally ill yeah it's like i punched that shit into him yeah that's the that speaking to what you were saying of like that's how good he was at shit talking this guy can't even let it go years later and says I made that motherfucker a shaky motherfucker. It's nuts. Yeah. And I... Did, did, have you ever heard the quote as to where this line thrill of in Manila came from? No. It's fucking hilarious. Ali <laughs> said the fight would be a killer and a thriller and a chiller when I get that gorilla in Manila. God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it'd be, he just came up with these rhymes, that were just so good, man. Yeah. That's you know? great. And yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about racism? <laughs> yeah, yeah. White dude ain't saying that line. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, but that actually brings up, so that, that does bring up a really great thing. It sounds like you're on the side of, you kind of like that, like yeah. style of yeah. promotion. 
I'm of the way of I don't care. I don't yeah. – um, I I want it to be genuine if that's what's going to happen. But yeah. I don't need it. I enjoyed yeah. the last promotion. I enjoyed I Connor kind of almost – what I thought it was Connor almost passing the baton of being yeah. like, yo, here is your new superstar. Almost like I – yeah. I was and am the king of this fucking shit. Connor undoubtedly blew up the UFC, helped. I mean, he should. Yeah. You want to talk about fighters that should have fucking stakes in the UFC? Connor should be the number one leading guy. Yeah. That was a long threat he was making for a while. I'll fucking leave because I, I like. I should get points off this fucking shit. Like yeah. I should have a percentage for the rest of my life off the UFC. Yeah. And it was it seemed like he was like Dustin's your guy now. He's the guy. Fucking and Dustin's got a, a great story. Again, it's that it's that southern hospitality, but like yeah. you said, I'll whoop your fucking ass if you disrespect me. Right. Type deal. He's a great fucking star to have. This shit, man, like I said, is so fucking transparent. It's like, dude, you don't need to do this. But, I mean, a I don't lot of think, that shit. I don't think you genuinely hate Dustin Poirier, yeah. and you're not selling it for me. I think a lot of that is, is it, though, is part of the pageantry of it now. It, it, Yeah, we all don't need that. We, we want to see the fight. That's what we – but it's just kind of part of it now, and, and they know that. And, you know, we can talk about how – uh, Connor didn't need to do all that and all, but look at what we're talking about right now. Well, Everybody's talking about Connor and Justin Poirier because he did do all that. Well, I was just so, yeah, I was just know. about to say. I guess maybe I am an idiot because, to be honest, I will watch the fight. Yeah. So hopefully McGregor gets knocked the fuck out again. Yeah. I want to see Dustin yeah. be the guy, man. I like Dustin Poirier I do a too. lot. I do too. And Jesus Christ, what a what a fucking handsome motherfucker. What a fucking sexy. He's a beautiful to get. Yes, beautiful, beautiful family, man. this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking, he's nuts. Yes. I, I was watching their, uh, I'll, I'll break down the rest of the card here in a second, but I watched the UFC embedded. Um, and <laughs> I guess through all these press conferences, they're asking him, well, what's your strategy going into this fight? You knocked him out with the strat, the old strategy. What's your new strategy, yada, yada. And basically, he's saying, you know, given the whatever answers. But in the UFC embedded, there it's him and Jorge Masvidal and I believe Greg Jackson. I could be wrong about that, but his trainer. And uh, they're all three sitting around talking. And they're kind of mocking interviews in general with how people ask questions. But it was a very funny line of Dustin was like, I don't have a new fucking strategy, man. Yeah. I mean, we're going in with the old strategy. What worked last time is I kicked him in the leg, noticed he didn't like it. I kicked him again, and he fell down. That's how I won the fight. It's just a lucky yeah. – it's just a chance that I kicked him and noticed, oh, he's hurt. That wasn't the strategy going in. Yeah. So it's going to be it's gonna be a fucking hell of a fight for sure. And, I mean, look, look I, I fucking – I do. I hate Connor, but I hate him because of the way he does his shit. And, and clearly that's the – that's the business right there, or, or of how to promote a fight. And again, though, I just don't, I don't need it, basically. But um, so that's going to be the main event. Uh, co-main event is going to be Gilbert Burns and Stephen Thompson. This one's going to be a really interesting matchup. Gilbert Burns coming off that fucking, 
just everyone thinking he was going to be the guy to dethrone Kamara and Kamara knocking him out with a straight jab. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be – he's got – he's still at the number two position. Steven Thompson, I don't know where he's at in the rankings. This is going to be interesting, though, because Gilbert Burns is apparently the jiu-jitsu master. Knows just how to fucking tie you up into a goddamn pretzel and can hit like a motherfucker. And Steven Thompson – is successful in UFC with karate. Yeah. I mean, literally karate. That's wow. his style. He's very interesting. Does yeah. not keep his hands up. Always has this outward style. Very, very fun guy That's to watch. That's pretty amazing because most of the most of the people say that if you're a pure karate guy, you're not going to make it in UFC because the wrestling is such a big part of it. Yeah, and yeah. the matchup is going to be great for sure. Yeah. Um, I I'm no you know you can't you can't it's it's always been very obvious that you cannot get away with not having any sort of ground game. It's how right. it's how fucking uh, uh, Connor lost to Nate Diaz. It's how Francis and Ghanu lost his first fight to Stipe. Just it's it's very yeah. weird when you see these guys get on the ground and they turtle up. You're like, you didn't think maybe. A week's worth of training in this? You didn't think to yeah. figure out? It looks like if me and you tried to do that shit. It, it's unbelievable. Right. So I would imagine if Stephen Thompson is smart, he will at least know how to get out of any sort of hold or have some sort of defense against jujitsu. But it's going to be an interesting matchup. Ground guy versus a guy that can kick you in the face multiple ways. Going to be fun for sure. Uh, the heavyweight, uh, the the third fight on the card, heavyweight fight, very interesting one. Tied to a to a Vaza, I guess is his name. Um, this guy came out. I forget who he fought, but everyone was like counting him out, and he fucking wrecked whoever he was fighting. This guy out of Australia. Um, fuck, I can't remember who he fought. It was a bigger name guy. It was almost like we we're just feeding this guy to the to the wolves, and then Tua ended up being or Ty ended up being the guy to. Fucking take him down. Uh, he's going up against Greg Hardy, who, Greg Hardy, yes, the former uh, Dallas Cowboy, fucking former uh, whatever the fuck allegedly he did uh, that got him kicked out, I believe, of the league, and then yeah. somehow the UFC took him on. Uh, Greg Hardy took a very interesting approach by, <laughs> I guess not even talking about Ty, but going after, um, oh, my God. My fucking brain, dude. Anyway, he went after the guy that is supposed to... Derek Lewis, sorry. He went after Derek Lewis, who is supposed to... He's going to fight for the interim title in Houston, which is cool because Derek Lewis is from Houston. Yeah. Fucking Greg Hardy went after him, calling him like an ex-con and fucking fat piece of shit and all this stuff. It's like... But you can call him fat piece of shit. Derek Lewis is very obvious about how he really doesn't... like. He's just a big old boy who eats. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. But, hey, you had a lot of fucking legal troubles. I don't know if you want to start digging up people's past on that yeah. shit. Especially in the world we live in now. Everyone seems to have forgotten. I think what it wasn't it. He had a bunch of assault rifles. He beat up his girlfriend and I threw them on him. I don't even know the story. I know yeah. it was something about domestic yeah. assault. Maybe you want to back off of. of maybe watch right. what you fucking do. I don't. I don't necessarily like Greg Hardy, uh, just because there's nothing. He's a good. He's a good enough fighter, right? 
And he, he clearly can hang. You see people come in over from different sports, and you're like, what the fuck's this guy going to do? Uh, you know, to be a former NFL athlete and then and, – and, uh, wasn't, wasn't he pretty successful? I mean, wasn't he a good good player for the Cowboys? I don't – I can't even tell you. Well, I mean, that's your team. You don't remember that he was your – you don't remember – like Greg I, Hardy I, never stood out or anything? No. Oh, no, okay. It's not someone that I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, we have oh, yeah. Greg Hardy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, I can tell you, he was drafted by the Carolina Panthers in the sixth round of 2010 NFL Draft. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find what the the controversy was. I believe uh, he was acquitted. I mean, I believe he didn't. Already, yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know what the deal was. His professional career. Let's see here. Anyway. Yeah, domestic violence charges. Yeah, and he got a suspension out of that. Uh, domestic violence charges against Hardy were expunged from his record. Okay. Uh, they did get rid of them. Uh, well, reduced. again, hey, Greg. Well, suspended for four games. And then in September 26, 2016, Hardy was arrested for cocaine possession. So that's what, you know, got him. Well, you know, a guy likes a toot every once in a while. I can't blame the guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's not my drug, but whatever. Uh, I, I would say, hey, hey, Greg, uh, it may be expunged from your record, which is fine, but we literally just found that in a Google search of 10 seconds. So maybe yeah. you don't want to go after people's fucking criminal history, right. whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I mean, Greg, again, it, it, this one will be interesting because this Thai guy is – I don't know. I, I don't think anyone knew anything about him from his last fight, and now he's the third fight on the card. So yeah. it's going to be a and thanks, it'll, it'll Jamie, be a decent one uh, for looking all that up. But those of y'all who don't know, we uh, we've uh, went out and poached Jamie from Joe Rogan. He said he was just tired of looking up elk hunting all the time and videos <laughs> about mooses. Uh, attacking cars, so he he's he's and he doesn't have a problem because yeah. he's got a Tesla. He can just sleep right. in on the way down. Yeah, it's a half hour trip. You know, it doesn't matter to him. He's you know he made all his money with Joe. So yeah. coming down here and just looking up shit for us. The the fun thing about this uh, the two of them is it is a heavyweight fight and these these motherfuckers swing. So yeah. it'll be a fun heavyweight. The heavyweights yeah. are always a good sell for UFC. Yeah. Um. Women's bantamweight is the 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 fourth one. Here we go, Irene Aldana. Yeah, versus uh, Yana Kunisakia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either one of these fighters. You know what? Though to be honest, the last probably four or five fighters I've gone. I don't know who these chicks are. Probably won't watch it. I've watched. They fucking wreck shop. Yeah. So this is probably going to be a good fight. I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, and Bantamweight, I believe that's pretty tiny girls fighting at each other. So, see what happens there. Uh, Bantamweight, uh, for the fifth one, Sean Sugar O'Malley versus Chris Moo. Fuck me. Maltino, I guess. Um, this guy, Sean O'Malley, is absolutely trying to copy Conor McGregor. I mean, he's just come out and straight admitted it. Yeah, I saw the success in that. I'm here. He's it's the sugar show when he's in town. He's a he, he this fucking guy has only been in the UFC for I think actually fighting in proper UFC with a contract 
I don't know how many years. I think two. This motherfucker flew in on a private jet into Vegas. Not a whole lot of money that he has to swing around. And in fact, even said, oh, I didn't think about this. We should have flown private out of here because we got to fly commercial home. (laughs) It's like he's just trying to give himself a name. It's fucking wild. And I don't know who this Chris guy is. They found him on 10 days notice and he's never fought in the UFC. Yeah. And he is on the main card on a Conor McGregor card. It's pretty wild, dude. That I that one's going to be an interesting fight. I don't I don't think anyone knows about this guy and we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, Sean O'Malley is a great uh is is a very fun entertaining guy to watch. Uh he's definitely had it's like a leg problem he has. I believe he's like snapped his ankle twice while fighting off kicking somebody. So yeah. uh, the injury may still be there. I don't know. Either way, though, it's a Conor McGregor card. They put a lot of fucking power into this, and that's just the main card. I don't even know who the fucking lower card is. Um, but it's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be a fun fight to watch. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Dana is not fucking pirating the seas or, or you know, yeah, yeah. searching the seas for us pirates out there. Yeah. Uh, so, because I will be attempting to watch. We'll see what happens. Anyway, that is, that's all I got on this shit. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I think uh, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead on and uh, tell everybody that hey, if you want to see me perform uh, live on stage, uh, uh, the 18th, July 18th, nine o'clock, I'll be at uh, Santa Cruz Theater. Uh, lineup, rest of the lineup to be determined, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be a lot of funny people. Nice, uh, come on out, watch the show. It's gonna be great. Um, you, Jack, you've got the yes, I got uh, at. Buzzmill on July 17th at midnight. I got to debate that. And uh, debate that is going to San Antonio, Texas. Uh, we will be at Blind Tiger July 23rd at 8 o'clock. Tickets are $5. You can pay online. Uh, I, we will figure out a way for you to be able to pay at the door. Uh, go to jacknealcomedy.com to get tickets. And, um, yeah, that's it for us. Yep. And, uh, oh, one more thing. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, don't want to forget this one. July 31st. Um, Raymond Cabrera, Laura, uh, Ortiz are going to be recording an album of them just fucking with each other, uh, and doing their thing. They do the, the thanks Laura thing. I'm hoping that's what they call the albums. Just thanks Laura. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, uh, but I'm going to be opening for it. Uh, John Michael McDermott's going to be open for it. There's, there's, there's two more. I don't have it pulled up. I'm so sorry to, to everybody. But um, it, it should be a really good time. That's going to be July 31st, Buzz Mill, I believe, at midnight. So, yeah, uh, so yeah come on out for that. That, that does sound like fun. a fun time to be yeah. doing a show with your podcast partner. That would be a lot of fun to do one day. Yeah. <laughs> we should come up with a live show for... Uh, well, I tell you, Raymond wouldn't book me on it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do the live big sad, and he'll be like, "Jack, sorry, there just wasn't any room for you on this." Yeah, we got a guest host. Uh, uh, but you, yeah, Raymond. but uh, you gave me an idea here, so I think I'm going to end every episode with an Ali quote because there's so many of them, and they're so good. But this one really stuck out to me, folks. Remember what Ali said. A man who views the world the same at 50 as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. Damn. That's a great quote. quote. It's a good one. But uh, remember, everybody, love each other. Bye. Bye. Bye.